Okay, we're ready. We're on. We're on. So, um, Patrick, sorry. so much to talk about this week. Yeah, sorry we're going to be a couple days late this week. I was traveling on business. Where were you? Oh, okay. Can't tell you a secret. Oh, really? No, okay. <laughs> I was in New I bet York. you were buying all that Halloween candy for all the uh, apparently hundreds of kids that you had hundreds? in New York. <laughs> How about, I honestly think it was a million. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah, so I told you, we moved to this new, like, walkable neighborhood called the Ketlands. Right. And... It was like, I, I'm not exaggerating when I say thousands of critters running around. Critters. Wait, wait, wait. Did I see on your Twitter, were you saying something about you now feel like there should be an age limit or something yeah, about yeah. kids? Okay, wait. Weren't we I just... agree. With, now I agree with Virginia. <laughs> if you're over 13, no. No so candy. W- why? You had some older I'm kid- people? I'm half kidding. But no, it was cr- like, they just kept coming and coming and co- like, we had to shut the lights. <laughs> You like, killed the lights. Well, we ran out of candy. I, I'm like, I'm not going to start giving out like, you know, you racers full candy and stuff. bars or little ones? If I gave out full candy bars, <laughs> I'd have to like take a second job on the weekends. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Wow. So a lot of people. A lot of good costumes though. Really? Yeah. Like what? All, Any... uh, all culturally, culturally appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really important, it, right? I guess. Yes, it is. I guess. <laughs> I believe uh, Megan Kelly just got fired over that. No. Well, no, she got fired because she was thought blackface was okay or something. <laughs> well, totally different. No, well, I'm talking about like, I think, you know. Okay, yeah, non-dressing yeah. as a Native American. You're talking about pl- yeah. culturally appropriate in that way. and Indians. Not anymore. <laughs> no, uh-huh. I know. I know. You can't, I guess. So it was a good Halloween. Yes. Okay. We have a lot of stories to cover. President Trump went to Pittsburgh, and, and we didn't get a chance. We didn't talk about... Oh, no, um, we didn't even talk about the shooting. Yeah, right? the shooting that happened. Horrific. Another, you know, horrific, uh, tragic... And listen, it's there's no other way to explain it. I mean, it was... You, it, you can't... It's hard to even comprehend what, what occurred up there. Um, it just has no place. I mean, obviously, it has no place. It's just... It's, it's you know, as, as the news was coming over the Twitter feed, it was just... Um, you know, it just kept getting worse and worse. Yeah. You know, um, but listen, I, you know, I think that, um, well, and there was a lot of blaming politically, which yeah, I think you were commenting that, that's about more on what your I was Twitter. Commenting yeah. On. A lot of people blaming president Trump the and his instant rhetoric blame game. And, it's, it's getting old. It, it, you know, it's predictable. You know, who's going to do it, what media outlets are going to do it. Um, you know, listen, we've talked, you know, rhetoric needs to tone down on both sides. The president leads by example um, to, 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 to some degree. Uh, but this theory that his rhetoric is in any way responsible for some crazy person setting out bombs to, to indiv- potential bombs to individuals and also blowing up a, or shooting up a synagogue in Pittsburgh is just totally it's 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 disingenuous it's poor journalism now listen if you're an opinion person and you want to talk about the rhetoric does it contribute that's debatable that's a fair debate what is because that's what i was going to say on all right if we're if we are agreeing upon the fact that the rhetoric on both sides seems to up the ante for a lot of people who may be mentally on the edge uh listen do you agree with that people have had negative rhetoric for years and years and years okay there's 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 dangerous rhetoric, but even that, like, y- you don't just go shoot a synagogue. Like that person is insane. That that's a 
that that's a that's a person who's anti-Jewish, who has a lot of hate in in his soul, and you know, listen, I, it's just you know this blame game has to stop. In my opinion, I just think it's wrong, and um, I just think that, and even the coverage of when he went up there, it was focused on protesters, a hundred protesters. It was focused on what what politicians wouldn't come meet with him, and you know. It's it's wrong. Well, he had a very uh, very quiet meeting. Went up there to Pittsburgh with uh, Melania, the first lady, and you know they met with people privately. They met with a widow, so all that was great. But then you know this continues, and we talk about it on this show all the time. He comes back and then tweets about these non-existent pro. You know, all the good he does is always undone it to the is. point. It's like, dude, and, and again, stop. <sighs> like, get, someone get him off Twitter. You, do you, I mean, listen, who protests? Probably a lot of gun, uh, anti-gun people. I don't think that's what they were you protesting. <laughs> I, think they, I think it was an organized, orchestrated protest to make the president look bad so the media would then cover it. And that was the narrative the entire day. And I, I listen, I, I, I really think it's got to stop. It, it, listen, I'm, uh, and we keep saying both sides, but I just think the blame game is, it's, get, it's getting old now. Yeah, listen, the guy does a lot wrong. Like yeah, it, but, right. You know, there's a lot good going on, and I mean, even the rabbi came out today and said, you know, one on one, he was like very impressed with how caring Trump came across, how how heartfelt he was, and he actually did say America needs to see that side of him more, which I agree with. Yeah, and why listen, can't we seem uh, to get that side? <laughs> I mean, I, I listen, I you know, I don't know. Again, is it the dementia? I'm telling people not to play think? the blame game, and I'm blaming people. Right? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, the don't good thing. get us started on the NRA. Listen, I think you're right. I think there's times where he, like, for some narcissist reason, feels yes. he has to, but either because he sees criticism and then feels he needs to react to it, it makes him get criticized more, or it makes him look insensitive, or that he's making it about him. But, you know, the media pounds him all day, and then he reacts to it, and then the media pounds him about attacking the media. You know, it's like this never ending vicious cycle. cycle right? yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to a story locally that's really big here. Um, at University of Maryland, Fox 5, I feel like, has been on the forefront of reporting this story. And it seems like, I don't know how you describe it, if there's like a lot of chaos going on there. Chaos or... would be an understatement. It's complete dysfunction by <clears throat> the curious. University of Maryland, the yeah. Board of Regents. So, as you know, Jordan McNair... A football player passed away of heat exhaustion in the summer. Then a report came out how the several uh, player, current players and former players accused the football program of being toxic. The coach was suspended, put on paid leave. Fast forward, there was two panels or two groups tasked with investigating both separate accusations. They came back with their conclusions. They presented to the Board of Regents who oversees the university yeah. school systems and um, basically they punted and they were, they were cowards. They punted saying, well, the coach could come back kind of laying blame a little bit at the president who then said he was going to retire at the end of 2019 school year. And listen, I think the student government association in conjunction with a lot of the media said, wait a minute, something's not right here. This all happened, by the way, within 12 24, hours. Yeah, right. this was like to, crazy. They put out, and, uh, and Durkin went back and coached a session. You know, you had players session, walk out. And um, the president met with the student uh, council president. Uh, the 
governor of Maryland came out strongly against the Board of Regents' decision uh, allowing Durkin to come back. And in the end, President Lowe, uh, with, is within his right, fired Durkin late yesterday, told him he would not return, sent a note out to you know the university. Uh, and now the Board of Regents is meeting currently, as we're taping this, another meeting. These people love meetings. Uh, listen, I think this is a case of a lot of a lot of dysfunction following the money you know they're in the big 10 there's a lot of media revenue at stake um i think but it, why okay but why would they want to keep durkin when there i would imagine there are a lot of great other candidates i can't speak for the board of regents you know i'm accused of being a conspiracy theorist sometimes <laughs> you are we, we haven't I, heard I, that i do think there's something that you know listen i think the board of regents decision kind of made durkin look less culpable Okay. Um, and by saying he can come back, it was off their desk. They put it on the president directly. He fires Durkin, but also in his statement said Durkin's a nice person. I, it's like, does Durkin now get paid because he was allowed to come back? So technically he wasn't, you know, culpable or right. maybe, you know, I don't, I don't know if he was fired for cause. I don't believe so. I think he was fired just because the president felt it was time to with everything yeah with all the backlash right yeah yeah so the question is does he still get his five million dollars um i don't know if we have all those answers yet and maybe it was you know try to save face for durkin so he could get another job down the road right possibly so did you think i, I can't remember maybe we're thinking that part what was your take from the beginning do you think he should have been fired absolutely immediately you Listen, thought i don't think well hold on i think now everyone's coming out in defense of the president but i think people forget that this president low promoted the current athletic director who was at the time the liaison between the football team right mm -hmm. and the athletic department i believe two weeks after jordan mcnair's death how as a president do you promote someone tied to the football team two weeks after a player dies because your take is what that he had to have known about. I mean, no. My take isn't that he did anything wrong or right. My take is, as the president of the university, you have to let investigations play out before you promote someone to full-time oh, athletic see. director. Someone who was involved in the football program, right? Right. Like that's a bad decision on Lowe's part. Bad decision. And he didn't go visit the parents right away. Right. He didn't do that until the media up, you know, craziness and you know the the additional accusations about a toxic culture. So listen. I, this theory that the president was 100% right. Now, many say he's a great academic president. Right. The university's doing very well. You know, enrollment's great. Test scores are great. Um, so, and that, listen, at the end of the day, that's really what he's there for, not right. to run a football team. I Listen, I think the big, I think being in the Big Ten, trying to survive, um, I think all plays into it. And listen, you know where I stand on the NCAA and oh yeah, yeah, big yeah. College you do. sports. Yeah, I, I'm very I anti NCAA. I, I think they're a bunch of complete hypocrites. Yeah. Well, that's on, on many levels. Yeah. Well, it's a tragic story, and it was interesting. Just the complete reversal, and I don't. I'm always I, listen. Curious, I don't like, think we know the end of the story. I, you I th don't. I think, you think there's more here. Yeah. Now I saw some again, some some speculation today, which is probably a little bit inappropriate without fact. Okay. But some people are speculating that the border regions punted in essence because they know something that was either 
wrong with Jordan health-wise or something else. I think we would have known that already. Okay. I think if he had a prior health condition that was undisclosed, I, I would have to believe that would have been out already, right? Or part of the report. So I think that's just Twitter. Uh, just you know, gossip. It, yeah, I think that's just pure gossip, which is unfortunate. Um, okay, let's also talk about, uh, you know, you'd, you'd predicted this, I think, from the beginning, but um, I did see a story that the Connors are, yeah, are I done. Yeah, hey, I was right once. <laughs> Connors. You know, you seem to know entertainment a little bit. You seem to know this television because game. Each week it drops, drops, drops. <laughs> so supposedly there's a rumor that ABC has ordered, uh, they did 10 episodes, they ordered like one additional one, which in fact might be like the finale of all finales where, you know, they just either kind of have a dream that this whole they, thing happens. Do you think they bring back Roseanne <laughs> for that episode? What do you think? Maybe? Do you think there would be there'd be such huge outlap but like backlash, don't you think, if they brought know. back Roseanne? Probably. But I don't think she's coming back. No, I don't I don't, I don't think, think she'd come back for one episode. I I don't think she would do it. No, I don't I think she's done. But I think the show is done too. The show's done. It, it's over. It, yeah. It's yeah. And are you surprised NBC, you know, I guess we continue to not know like all the details, but we do know that Megyn Kelly is out at NBC and they may be possibly paying out $70 million or more to her. Well, Wendy Williams <laughs> reported, <laughs> I get my news from Wendy. Oh. <laughs> Wendy Williams reported today that uh, in addition to her money that she wants, she wants $10 million for non-disclosure on yes. top of it. Yeah, good for her. Wow. And I love that she wants Ronan Farrow there. It's like, oh, I can't wait. I mean, come on. Don't you want to be a fly on the wall in that meeting? <laughs> Juicy. Oh, How I much would could die. you get for a non-disclosure? <laughs> a lot, actually. I know some actually, things. Not even be, worth $10 million. Yeah, I know. I should be trying to get a non-disclosure agreement out of you right now. I might get 100 bucks. <laughs> But are you, what do you think? Do you think she ends up with, uh, I mean, this is obviously speculation, but you think she ends up with a huge payout from NBC and the non-disclosure? Oh, of course. Well, I don't know about all of it, but I think it'll be some big package that includes includes probably a non-disclosure. And um, yeah. Who hires her? You think Fox is would ever bring her back? I don't know. Uh, never's a long time, right? You guys looking for a fifth person on like it or not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you think? think? What what percentage of her salary can I afford? <laughs> She's only shown to do this for free now. She's worth seventy million. I'd take her for free. No, I'm, I wouldn't. Um, I don't know if I would. That's a good question. Well, she's really smart. I mean, oh, I thought no, she, she was. was you listen, know, she was Fox's she, biggest talent for a long time. She was time. a huge talent. Yeah. It was just. Look, she should never laugh. You can't say that stuff. Yet you, no, no, I'm talking. I'm not talking about shouldn't have left NBC. I'm talking about just in general. I think she, she should never left Fox. Yeah, she was in a perfect situation, good fit. Now, listen, some people leave because they they want in their mind to they want to make it in a different yeah, format or different. genre yeah. or um, and listen, I I listen. We talked about it when she went over there. It it just was it didn't seem right from the beginning, right? It seemed like an odd fit. Internally, I, would say. I think she got pushed back, and and just the format and the types of shows she was going to be on. I, mean, I said to you last week, she should have just cover politics, be on MSNBC. But I guess that's not what she wanted. Yeah. she wanted to come across it. She wanted to be the next daytime star. It didn't work out. Didn't work. I not think yet. Wendy might be the last of that dynasty. Wendy and Ellen, Steve Harvey's going away. I don't know. It's kind of a hard. 
Yeah, did you share a Halloween special on Fox 5 yesterday? I did. I did as Maureen Ume as yeah, Wendy Williams. It was the Wendy Williams 10th anniversary she show. She was perfect. It was terrific. It was really well done. Wait, did you dress up as anything? I didn't see you no, in the crowd. I was crowd. on a train. Oh, I, oh. I dressed up as an executive coming back from a two-day business trip in New York City. Oh. I looked pretty good, What by a the costume. Way. Yeah, it was very well done. <laughs> People on the train were asking me, hey, what are you for Halloween? Yeah, yeah. An executive? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yes, and here's candy. Like, yeah, here's candy. <laughs> I sh- you know what? I should have went trick-or-treating on the train. <laughs> I could have got. I was starving. That would have been. That would have been. <laughs> could you imagine me walking out uh, on the train? I like you were going to become the Twitter story. What? <laughs> How quick we have viral video. But wait, now, are you a Kanye fan anymore or not? Kanye West put out that he's been used, and now he's stepping away from politics. And I recall on this show a couple weeks ago, you were pro-Kanye. You thought he was great. I'm still pro-Kanye. Oh, okay. So why are you still pro-Kanye? Because he's Kanye. He'll come back around. You said you didn't <laughs> even know like one song that he sings. <laughs> I, what did he say? He said he's leaving politics. He said basically he made uh, you know reference to the fact that he feels like he's been used as a political pawn, and now he's welcome he, to the club. He's backing out, <laughs> and he's going to be creative. Okay. Good well, job. no, I think that was when either he was being threatened by divorce or like <laughs> no one was buying Yeezy shoes. Yeah, I think that's what it was. This yeah, was, so do this I. This was his PR team saying you need to kind of separate from your. Uh, this is it. What is it? What what do you call bladics? Well, they were uh, black oh, people he, exiting yeah. the Democratic Party. I think it was yeah. black. I guess that's how you pronounce it. You He'd come out with that clothing line like the day before. Yeah. And now they're calling it the Yexit, basically. <laughs> he's like done. He's like, he said Kanye West has backed away. Um, also, you were talking about uh, President Trump yeah, saying again. he'll use executive order to stop the birthright citizenship that we have in this country, which essentially is you come here, you have a kid here, they're automatically yeah. a citizen. Um, where do you want to start with that? Are you are you for that or against it? Well, what, him writing an executive order or the actual policy? Uh, all right, it's twofold. How do you feel about him saying that? I don't that think, so everything I've read, it's unconstitutional for him to do that. I mean, he could try to do it. I'm sure it'll go to court and probably end up at the Supreme Court. Do I think that, listen, I think in certain circumstances it makes sense. And then there are certain circumstances I don't think it should be automatic. How can you pick and choose? I think, what do you mean? Like, well, how's I that think work? if you're here and you're working and you're contributing and I, mean, I think if you're on a layover in LaGuardia heading to Hong Kong and you have a kid <laughs> in the airport, I don't think they should be a citizen automatically. But I think if you're here, you know, working and contributing to the economy, of course. But if you're on vacation in Hawaii and have a kid, do you think it should be an automatic citizen? Yeah, but I mean, how no, many no, times? Saying, yeah, but do you like think about that for a second? Um, I'm not saying it happens a lot. I was going to say, it but probably happens I, so rarely. I mean, why are you traveling at nine months pregnant unless uh, you're trying to, I mean, okay, do you want me to get literal? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, well, I mean, that's a legit question. Okay, but. You're, you're not. You're, I mean, anybody, like. You're here for are, a job. You know, you're here, you know, for two days for a job and eight months and you have you, a baby. Th- but this isn't an episode of Maury where you don't know that you're pregnant until like you're giving birth. Like, I mean, you most people know. Well, let me ask you, depending on what country you're from, do you think a lot of people might get on a $600 ticket to come here and give birth? Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah I do. I think they're trying to do that 100%. Right. Use their passport, come in, have, give birth and they're a citizen. Yeah. Right. Listen, I think, I think in principle, it's a good policy, but I there might be some restrictions that are fair. Although Harry, you know, there was a, you know, typical, you know, all the Democrats come out against it. Trump's this. He's, uh, you know, anti, uh, anti-world, basically. <laughs> 
And yet, all of a sudden, a video pops up of Harry Reid saying the exact same thing, similar to you know when Biden completely. I know, tra- and President it, Trump and Obama all those said that we can't time. let people yeah. in. You know, so it's interesting how the Democrats, their positions on things have gone so far left in the last fifteen or twenty years, like from 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 Obama, Biden, Harry Reid, saying illegal aliens should not just have be able to walk in caravans shouldn't just be able to come in you know the birthright issue to basically now open borders let every like it's interesting i had this conversation with someone what is the democratic policy or platform on immigration they can't answer the question because they don't have one they're just anti everything the republicans and trump are for i don't know if that's entirely true they have no policy I, I feel like they it's probably very similar to President Obama's, which was and President Trump tweets clips of him all the o- time. Obama saying that, punted on that issue for eight years because uh, you don't want to address it. Yeah, well, it's a tough one to address. I mean, we already have a lot of people here that come. They work illegally. They listen. I remember. And this is going back now. But Trump's four or five part plan. I mean, you know, took care of the dreamers had a path to citizenship for the current people here. It was everything that a moderate Dem or Republican would have put up. And because it included money for the border wall, he was turned down. Instead of giving some money for the border wall to appease the president, because that would be that vote would have been they would have been crucified with that vote in primaries against a very progressive candidate. They, they didn't want to, ha- but that was a moderate proposal, very moderate proposal. Give them some money for the, bo- and you didn't even have to call it a, bo- you could have called it border security or whatever. Right. You would have gotten dreamers. You would have gotten uh, path to citizenship for whatever, 13 million or whatever that, whatever the number is. And they didn't want to do it. So, you know, I, I don't, I think Trump is right in saying that the Dems blew this. There could have been a really good immigration deal done a year ago. And, you know, it went nowhere. So what do you think of the point of him tweeting out? (laughs) Okay, that's like... We got some background noise here. (laughs) We speculate all the time about this, but why would he, uh, President Trump, put out that the statement about closing the birthright, ending it? Because it riles up his base right before the midterms, I guess. I don't know. Right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, listen, this midterm election is going to be crazy. I was going to just ask you that. Yeah, I still stick with my prediction from, by the way, Two months ago, 35, them House seats switch okay. hands. They hold the House. I mean, they take over the House. Okay. Republicans gain three Senate seats. Okay. We'll you see. You have a it... split Congress. Did you, were you fo- uh, following it all, Oprah in Georgia today, um, campaigning for Stacey Abrams, who's running for governor? You don't care. Uh, I, I don't think she's a great candidate, but yeah, I mean. I, listen, I think Oprah was Oprah. I always she just makes wonder good, if she's effective, like if that will be effective. I was thinking about that too. Listen, first of all, she, she's a very good speaker. I know, she's so good. And she, she relates I so think well she to she does relate, yeah, especially to a suburban woman. Oh, female. totally. So, you know, the question is, <clears throat> there's people who go campaigning for a candidate who you say to yourself, it, they're only appealing to people who clearly were already going to vote for that candidate. Right, right. Where Oprah, I think could maybe strike a chord with some fringe suburban females who respect her, 
who like her, who feel she's fair, maybe undecided, maybe have voted Republican yeah. in the past, you know, you know, uh, and I think she crosses racial lines yeah, in absolutely. her appeal. So I think she's a good advocate for uh, Stacey Abrams for sure. Yeah. And that's, you know, between Kemp and her, it's what, 45-45 in most polls. Right. I mean, you got the Florida race, which is 49-47, basically a tie. You have the Tennessee race. These are all Senate sure. Senate races. And listen, I think you got an outside, it's a long shot, but I think Menendez is potentially in trouble in New Jersey. Now, it would take a low turnout, I think, to have him lose. Uh, but I think the House is a foregone conclusion that it's going to the Dems. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be a big night. And listen, I have this quick theory, and people will probably think I'm insane, but I don't think Trump is as concerned about losing the House as people think he is. Why is that? Because what I believe the Democrats will do, because they always, they always make mistakes <laughs> in governing, in my opinion, I think it'll be... Well, let me say this. If Pelosi gets the leadership position in the House, assuming the Dems win it. Okay. I think it'll be two years of investigations. I think it'll be two years of subpoenas. I think it'll be two years of nothing on the House side other than anti-Trump craziness. And I think- Which, of course, that will, will help him be reelected. In 2020, without- a, I think if the Dems take over the House, they'd be very smart to not do all that crap. Now, that by Pelosi getting it, she might be the only one who realizes that We'll see. But um, I, I honestly think, but obviously he wants the Senate. He can't lose the Senate. The Senate's critical. One, you don't want to lose both. Ha both the House and the House Senate. House and the Senate. Sure. Two, the Senate proves your judges, approves your Supreme Court, probably be another one. Oh, so, why? Don't say that. Ruth will not know. There's gonna, I would say there's probably another one within two years. RBG better stay alive. But So I think the Senate's much more important. Um, you also, I, I like this. These are my favorite. My Your personal tweets are like my favorite ones. Basically, like when yeah. you go after people. I enjoy the ones on the local um, TV sweeps. Like they oh, seem yeah. to like make you lose your mind, which they I do. think is like it's amazing. Absurd. I, will, I don't care if all general managers in this I market were sitting right here. I'd say this exact same thing. I love when you talk crap on your so, Twitter. You like went all out. You were like... Local sweeps are ridiculous. They okay, are. I need to hear this. Well, what I mean, what story? So for like, people who don't know, like you know, there's there's so-called sweep months: November, Feb, May. It's when the networks promote their own shows, but the local TV stations, historically, old thinking, we're going to hold all our, you know, and literally, like your vacuum's listening to you, uh, your mattress is going <laughs> to kill you. Don't yeah. eat broccoli. Uh, until you wash it 40 times, dating nightmares, Uber kills you. <laughs> no, these are real. Like, I'm not making these up. And they all run them in the month of November. Are they right effective? Now. No, absolutely not. Zero effective. Those stations who run those do not increase ratings. Okay. Number one. Number two, you're basically putting down your own industry. You're, you're appealing to people. You think people are dumb and, like, they're going to all of a sudden tune in for that crap. If it's if it's truly of value to your viewer, why are you holding it for November? If it's truly that urgent, tune in tomorrow night for you know. Don't See eat if your you know. broccoli will kill you. If broccoli's gonna kill me, I want to know now. <laughs> Even if it's September, not November, right? Uh. It's just old thinking. 
It's old, old, old so thinking. So you do not do that here. We do not do. We haven't done it since I've been back here. Okay, and and it's you say it's not effective. We don't so have a sweep calendar here. When I got back here, we had a sweep calendar. Same thing. We were we were part of the issue. We had a sweep calendar, and oh, we're going to do this on Tuesday, and we're going to have you know kids who cry, you know, put them in bed or yeah, like, like Fox Five investigates. Stop, like I just used stop. to. Please stop. General managers get better. News directors get better. Local TV is better than this. We need to be covering the news of the day. What's important? If it's critical and people are truly going to die, or their vacuums are listening to them, we should know that right now because <laughs> that's a problem. <laughs> Send out Evan Lambert. He's like my favorite. He's oh, like, listen, we got we got great reporters. You're investigating no, like, powerhouse all aside, here. Like we're better than this. The theory behind but it I gotta is, I got to believe okay, there must on. be something still working okay. that they're doing it. No, it's not. They just don't know any way to not do it. Okay. The, yeah. I mean, that's like crazy. In, Aren't you like super research based now? I mean, wouldn't they know? No, you're 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 giving people too much credit. They fall into old True. habits. I will say there is one connection that makes a little sense. I mean, we're getting two in the weeds here, but. The networks, the sweeps are important to the networks. Okay. So in theory, ABC, CBS, Fox, NBC, they'll have original episodes of their top shows in those months. Okay. So the theory is you're going to have more viewership to those shows. So why not promote your news more in those months and have special series or pieces in those months? Because your viewership, in theory, will be higher with those prime shows. Okay. Just do the news better. Do, like, listen, there's nothing wrong with a two-day piece on the University of Maryland's issues. Oh, yeah, right? that's, of like, course. really good. It's relevant, it's topical, it's immediate. But this thing that you're, you're putting calendars together in September to run in November, that's not news. Yeah. Well, it's just fun to see you tweet about all that. Uh, it drives me crazy. <laughs> I've done many interviews on this with, like, various trade publications it, it's one of my biggest pet peeves. Um, all right. Well, you know, this week we obviously we were late. You were you were yep. in New York, so we, we wanted to get this episode out yep. for your listeners. We're going to try to go back to Tuesday. Yes. Is there anything else you want to cover? Hold on. I hope you hear that background because we are live in the newsroom right now. We're bringing it to you. This is raw. Bram <laughs> is like full on doing his. Uh, That's good though. This is good. This is like yeah. organic. We're right in the heart of the newsroom here. This is organic. <laughs> like that Baltimore accent. All right. Is there anything else you want to cover? No, I think we're good. You know, You've got it all. I feel like there's other great stuff. Uh, I got a lot of great I stuff. Know. There's so I'll many personal stories. Week. Yeah, I know. I was going to say there's so many other things I want to ask you about. My son's uh, college soccer team. Shout out to St. Oh, Mary's yes. College of Maryland. They, yeah, that was great. They won yesterday. They will play in the championship for the uh, ca- um, Capital Area yes. Conference. And a win there, they go to the NCAA tournament. That's so, amazing. Oh, are you going to be protesting there at NCAA? No, this is Division Three, so you're okay with them. There's no scholarships and stuff, so I'm okay. <laughs> it's only the Division One NCAA okay. that I'm. I'm just looking forward to it. You know, you as you get older, you know, just out on that porch with all win. your signs up and. <laughs> They better win. Various things. Um, where can people follow you? Patrick, GM, Fox 5, DC. Great. You need to be um, also following the Facebook page, which yes. is the Polini Perspective on Facebook. Um, we'll see you guys next week. We will.